Welcome, everybody, to the Casually Hardcore Podcast. My name is Brian. This is episode 56. Welcoming Heal Me Harry back to the show. Harry, we last we talked. I don't have a TV that supports Duck Hunt. I, still I love own it. that you pulled up like Mario. I'm like, I've got a Mario Kart in Mario Super Mario 3. This game, this game means so much to me. So thanks so it much. insane. So thanks so much for coming back on the show. Thanks Obviously, for having me. <laughs> uh, after uh, the podcast, like you were featured on the front page of uh, Twitch. Congratulations for that. You've also made a massive move. Uh, you've been having tons of life events, obviously, as a, all a part of that. So um, before we dive in, you know, like, uh, I guess just the easiest qu- uh, qu- like question for you. Are you really uh, looking forward to uh, eating the second phase and seeing <laughs> as we get a beardless uh, Ramu? It's probably the thing that I'm most excited for throughout all of 5.2 is the continuation of the Eden story. Mm-hmm um like sure i'm excited for everything else like there's so much that we're getting but i don't know this is the first raid tier where i'm actually really drawn into the story of it like sure i I mean coil yes i loved that but alexander and the omega story i was just like yeah whatever let's just get through it blah blah blah. and then but this story actually really has me because it feels like it's actually really impactful to like the main story of Shadowbringers yeah, as well. Exactly. Um, like what caused the flood? Well, yeah. we know. <laughs> yeah. And uh and so. were you surprised? So like obviously since we we've talked freaking primal's back, you know, and a different version of him. We had uh, you know, Leviathan and Titan. Like that was mm. that was awesome. Like we fought Eden first. And so it was a nice twist, especially having done the different raids, you know, each and every time. Go ahead, Chris. Are, are we are, so, to there's just as a spoiler warning to anybody going through Shadowbringers, we're just going to talk about whatever we want to talk about tonight, tonight, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to interrupt you before we dive too far into that. Carry on. <laughs> Losing <laughs> Denny's. Um, so, I guess my question is like, as somebody who has just gotten into the lore for the first real time, I mean, it's not that I've never seen a cutscene in 14, but like, <laughs> I've read everything in Shadowbringers. I read the side quests. Like, this is a totally new way to play this game for me. Um, and it takes a lot longer. Uh, and are the primals being spun up from like our memory? Yeah. Because. That makes me think that we've been having like dreams about like what Ramu would look like if he like Shaved. went to a barber. <laughs> like 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 what what's going through our head that that's you didn't remember the beard? Like come on, man! <laughs> like how bad is our memory? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, uh, Harry? We remembered the beard, but we just remembered it in a much more um, fashionable way. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> in a way that allows the showing of the rest of the, the human form. Well, the, the human? Human form, yes. Centaur, <laughs> centaur form. That is so cool. Like that, and then the fact that we've got uh, Ifrit and we have uh, Garuda together, a, uh, a raid yes. with two bosses, and I'm assuming at the same time, unless they want to tag team in. And uh, yeah. is there any predictions like you would think for turn four? 
Well, my my predictions were kind of thrown out the window already because I thought we were gonna have we were gonna have two like they were gonna follow the same structure of having like two Eden style things and then two primals again. I thought we yeah. were gonna stick with that. So I thought we were gonna get um, this time uh, Garuda and Ramu because they're both kind of related to weather. Um, <laughs> and then next time we were gonna get like Shiva and Ifrit because it's like opposites fire and ice um and that way in each like set of primals we're going to get one of the original three and then one of the added three throughout a realm reborn so just in my head I was like this makes perfect sense um <laughs> but they've just gone and done whatever they want um <laughs> They just yeah. yeah. That's the that's best true of this part. whole expansion. That's the best they part said, of the expansion. They said we're not tied to Metacritic or anything anymore. We just want yeah. you to make the game that you want to make go. <laughs> and it's done fantastic for them. Like it's Shadowbringers was just outstanding and the raids have been amazing and it's just yeah. The, <laughs> it's almost the, like the game is the best it's ever been, like right now. The uh, the highest uh like Metacritic score ever, and Yoshi P gave an interview in which he, he said that he told his team, we're not like, don't worry about um, the Metacritic score because bonuses have been started to tie into that for a long time in the industry. And he said that yeah. he, he took that away or like, I'm sure they got their bonuses, but he took it the way the connection to Metacritic and it freed them <laughs> to, to, to create the, the Shadowbringers. And so honestly, took it away. You're not getting bonuses anyway. No bonuses for you. <laughs> no money. My but money. it's <laughs> taking away that that pressure because like money is a is it, you know is is an incentive you know you're like oh man if I do this what if they don't like it and it kind of taking away that pressure seems to really have worked for them and I'm wondering if just as a study like from a development mindset like if that ends up being a psychological barrier to why games have really been uh, you know just some games not all games but where some games struggle where they're just like I'm trying to hit this certain score and trying to appeal yeah. and so they're not actually being free to create you know they're they're, they're just kind of doing kind of a paint by the numbers and it doesn't necessarily resonate yeah i think um i think people sometimes forget that games are a form of art mm -hmm. and yes. when someone is stressed and under pressure creativity doesn't happen what happens under that situation is productivity but productivity doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to make a good game right um, like you need that creativity and that freedom for their, their like not to just constantly feel like they have to get everything done, 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 done. Um, and it feels like that's what they've done this time. I don't know. The, the, the story had so much more room to breathe. Like it just, cause the person that did the story was, um, the person that did the dark Knight quest line. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Um, they had her yeah, on, they had her on stage and, and she kind of gave mm. some insights and she did a phenomenal job. Honestly, everyone gave her a standing ovation because she deserved it. <laughs> yeah, well, like well deserved to the point where I it makes me excited to see what they do with the Final Fantasy franchise going forward. You know, it's yeah. like they yeah, I think it resonates. I think people really kind of connect into it and it um it gives them hope, you know, it gives them hope for the future. But let's go ahead and do some podcast stuff and then let's dive into our big topic, uh burnout in Final Fantasy 14. What else you playing? Uh, that's kind of the, the note here. We'll see where this conversation goes. Lots of fun. Uh, so again, we, uh, we'll have links in our description below. Uh, so you can go follow Harry on all the social medias, in which that, uh, that he presides. Then you can also uh, catch him live on Twitch streaming Final Fantasy 14 and other games. And that's probably what we're going to talk into about like, when is it good times to take breaks from like, especially games that require a lot of investment. 
like Final Fantasy XIV, a game that all three of us just, you know, love. <laughs> um, like I said, this is episode 56. Uh, our last episode uh, with guest was... Uh, why am I drawing a blank, Chris? Nerd Slayer. <laughs> well, our last one was just us. Yeah, this, that's why I was no like, I'm, I'm being thrown off because it's like... And then like, we, went, we had Nerd Slayer before that. Like two episodes ago, hmm. uh, we had Nerd Slayer talking about MMORPGs, Sandbox versus Theme Park. Uh, that uh, is up on all the platforms for anybody to go out and check out and enjoy a ton of fun oh dude yeah um and then we just want to thank our partnership with exit lag uh, for helping support the channel links in the description below if you are tired of 200 ping like harry is <laughs> you could check out uh like a ping reducing software uh if you use ours use the link use the code do work for three free days 20 percent off and if it doesn't work cancel and just go about your life and have a good time so all right with uh that out of the way and with a couple white claws by my side we're gonna see how this podcast goes this is uh uh, let's have some fun, guys. Burnout. It's a uh, it's a real topic. I've seen some interesting articles posted from uh, different, you know, different places uh, and talking about, like, why at this point did they have such a great, strong connection with Shadowbringers and why are they feeling, you know, like, why why are they lacking motivation to log in? And my, my philosophy with all of that is always just say, listen to that. Go play something else. Like, don't ever play through the, the pain. And a lot of people... Or people that I've I've spoken with, some might it might be masked. They might not know they're they're burning out, and then it hits them hard. Harry, what's your strategy? What what's the how do you take breaks? How do you work that as a content creator into your schedule so that you can have a healthy relationship with not just fourteen but any game in general? Yeah, it's something that comes up on stream a lot, and something that a lot of people ask because a lot of the time my schedule for streaming is Final Fantasy fourteen Monday through to Friday every week, every single week of the year. Um, like, so I get the question a lot about how do you deal with burnout? How do you like continue to enjoy the game and all that kind of stuff? Um, for me, the reason why I like MMOs so much is because there is always a way to continue to improve your character. Mm -hmm. And in my head, that's what it's all about. It's about like building on your character, which is why I don't really play alts because there's no motivation for me. Like that's not working on my character. You know what I mean? Like mad respect to people who do. Yeah, totally, totally. I just, for me, I'm just like, this is not fun for me. Um, Gives me anxiety. Yeah, I'd prefer to like be, if, if achievements were like account-wide, I would probably be more inclined to have alts. But because it's per yeah. character, I'm like, no, like I, I want to keep working on the one thing. Um, so I think that definitely helps with my burnout. But like you said before, you have to listen to burnout. Like if you're feeling burnt out, if you're not feeling like you want to play the game, don't just push through because it's a video game. <laughs> like you're meant to enjoy yourself. It's not meant to be something you feel pain when you play. So if you need to have a break, have a break, play a different game, whether it's a different MMO or a single player game, um, do it. Just do it. Uh, from the content creation perspective though, because uh, you're, you're a full-time streamer, you're partnered, right? Mm. You know, so it's like, yes. and obviously there's probably other things that you do, like all of us, <laughs> the gig economy, but how do you do that? Especially with, uh, like with you consider your community, you know, in that regards, because one of the things that we've, we've had a couple of people on, on, you know, the podcast and they say, thank God they're not tied in mentally to one game because like, imagine, you know, especially even the big streamers, like the ones in the top 10, like I know you for X play X or I'm not going to hang out. And obviously they're big enough that they can carry another game but when you talk about the up-and-comers in the middle class 
Like how, how would you, what would you, would you have any advice for somebody uh, in that kind of ballpark? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that with, with my community as well. Like my community has grown from final fantasy 14. So when I do go and play something else, there is less people that do come to those streams. Like I have my core community that come with me everywhere because they're there for the community and they're there for hanging out with me. Um, but then I, I do have to be mindful sometimes because even those people technically like the original, the original reason they were there was for final fantasy 14. So I have to be mindful that, you know, that that is still a presence within the stream, even if I do go and do other things. Um, so I think if you're more in like the middle area, like, like me or in the smaller area, like me, you, you kind of just need to be like, okay, this is my, so I do a schedule at the start of every week of what I'm going to play for the week. As long as there's, even when there's in a low period of 14, as long as there's like two days in there out of five or like roughly 50% or less of your content is your main game still, you're still going to be able to maintain the people that are interested in that one game. And then you might hopefully not feel as burnt out as well. <laughs> are you um, liking Tim That's Tim? how I do it. Sorry? Are you liking Tim Tim? I personally have been really enjoying Temtem. Yeah, it's been a fun little extra thing to throw into stream. Like, I I was super skeptical about it at first. Like, oh, yeah? I talk, talk to me about I was that. Gonna enjoy it. Like, I did talk- not think I was going to enjoy it at all. I was like, this is this looks like a knockoff Pokemon, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the art style. And like, why would you want to play Pokemon as an MMO anyway? Because it's basically a single player <laughs> experience, and like Sword and Shield gives you the online stuff anyway. Like, why would you want to do that? And then I started playing it and I was like, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like, like, that's the thing people say. Like, it's like Pokemon. I go, yeah, just, you got to touch it. Like once you, once you kind of, t- you know, get, get a feel, you see how the different changes to the battle system come into play. Yeah. Like it's addictive. Like Chris is actually, he, he got in, he passed me. I, I had a head start on him. He's passed me. And then now he's been mopping the floor. We've been challenging yeah. each other at battle once a week. And yeah, I, I've, got, I've got to grind. Don't do I've the math on how many hours I have versus how long I've been playing. So um, you guys have been playing it a lot as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. To the awesome. point where like I'm legitimately feeling like, okay, dial it back. Save something for when they release more to the game. <laughs> like don't go get much. all perfect seven statters. And then yeah. like they come out with new Thames and I'm like, I'm not using new Thames. I got perfect statters here. Like, <laughs> so, so I have I, a whole team of perfects over here. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done like an official review on it, but like to show kind of the, the, the chat, I got a clip for my phone. I have a uh, development phone that's Samsung and I got this clip that connects to my Xbox controller, which I can hook up to this. So I, I've been using Shadow PC and they, uh, they, they're they a sponsor of the channel as well. And so I can connect to Temtem with just playing this on, on, on the go. So I can be downstairs. I can be up here, like waiting for something to process and finish on the computer. So I've been kind of playing around with that and I've been trying to get into xCloud, but I'm just like, oh man, heck yes. <laughs> it's the perfect That's game, amazing. even if it's being streamed, because I like, even if I was like in, a, in an area where maybe my, uh, like, you know, getting a little interference or my, my connection isn't as good. It, it works great. Cause it's, you know, so I have, I, I don't have any excuse for having Chris lap me uh, in the game, but uh, I guess I have kids, so I'll use them. I I blew right That's a good you. enough excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so what other games are you playing right now? Um, Pretty much just Temtem. I, I was going back and doing, going to do a run through. I was doing a run through of Okami on the switch. Uh-huh. Um, cause it's one that I've like gone back and tried to play a bazillion times, but just have never finished. 
Um, but I don't know. I just, I just, I just enjoy streaming MMOs so much more than single player games. I don't know why. There's just something about the the way that it flows as a as a game on stream. MMOs mm-hmm. just feel so much better for me. So I always tend to end up going back. So it's pretty much just been 14 and Temtem. Um, I mean, you've changed it up a lot within 14. You've done PvP, you've done achievement hunting. So like you've, like when when people come to us and they say, well, there's nothing else for me to do. It's like, (laughs) well, I don't, like I, that's that's the wrong phrase. On, the one, hand, on the one hand, I assume you're telling me there's nothing else I want to do that I'm interested in. But on the other hand, yeah. if I just take your statement for what you said, you're wrong. Like, yeah. like there hasn't been enough hours since the game's been out to have done yeah. everything. Like yeah. it, it they add content. Like fishing alone, Brian was asking me. He goes, "Hey, what do we do between ocean fishing?" Because we were saying we're gonna do that together on stream. Yeah. And like, but you yeah. say it lasts thirty minutes between queuing up the three seven minute zones and then getting out of it and the mandatory cutscenes, which I'm sure will get old. Um, and we're having a lot of fun in there. What do you do for the roughly hour and a half until the next one? He's like, "Well, we could just go fish." And looking through the achievement log for fishing, there's there's two thousand hours in there, like at There's least of just so of like the getting all the big fish. Like, who has <laughs> yeah. all of those? My goodness, I know um, someone <laughs> on on EU that she was a fisher main, and that's what she did. She she has oh, all yes. of the fishing achievements. She's everything you could do as a fisher. She's done it. Yeah, um, that is so epic. Yeah, and that's what she does. Like, she doesn't really care so much for the combat. Um, so, like, she'll do it for the main story quest because she's forced to. But then, other than that, she's just like, yeah, fishing. So um, I love, <laughs> I love fishing in games, and like yeah. gigging is just different enough. Um, it, it's like, oh wow, I can bring all the parts I like about mining and botany and there without having to go be a land dweller. Uh, like, I love, <laughs> I love gigging, and fishing is is so much fun. I leveled my fisher up just hard casting. Like right. one to Jeez. 70, I just hard casted it straight up on stream <laughs> and like had a ton of fun, put a controller on vibrate, watch chat. Yeah. When I wasn't streaming, I was like watching Netflix. It's the, yeah. one of the most beautiful games. You're watching all these different weather and sunset. It's incredible. Had a blast. And like the only thing it was missing compared to fishing in other games, because I, I love fishing in all the games. Like I always have fishing in cap um, is in world of Warcraft. They had fishing raids through warlords of draenor and legion where you can go fish in like a big group and there it's just this like social thing and like when somebody yeah. gets an item it triggers this event and then we're all benefiting from the event and like then somebody else gets the item and it triggers the event again so when the raid hits capacity this event is up like all the time and so when they described ocean fishing i was like fishing raids yes yeah, the only thing yeah. we were missing is, yeah. is a fishing I raid i can't wait to give so oh. much shade to like all the savage and ultimate raiders oh you raid hmm. <laughs> but do you fish do you fish raid <laughs> do you raid those fish no <laughs> not a not a true player then not a true you're not player. you're not savage ocean fishing <laughs> i i honestly have done very little fishing like i i would i think i leveled my fisher pretty much purely with leave quests oh, like nice. i would just i just went and bought the high quality fish and yeah you can just in. pay for it takes yeah minutes. and oh, yeah. then this was back in like a realm reborn and then heavenswood I did the same thing, but then towards the end of Heavenswood, I actually was fishing in Diadem to make money because nobody wanted to fish in Diadem. So I was going in there and fishing the fish there and selling those. Um, but then Stormblood, I just did it through the Namazu Beast Tribes. And that's I probably love my Namazu. intention with this one as well. So. Namazu has been my favorite Beast Tribe added so far. And the fact so that we're getting good. a gathering one, literally like when they said the fishing one, 
it, it's the only beast tribe that they've added to game that I got the mount in the minimum number of days. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like they added it and like day. it's like like and I got it at reset. Like I logged in when the servers came back up to get that yeah. mount. And then, like I <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, how's your how's your gearing going?" It's like, "I think I already missed a raid reset." Yeah. Like like yeah, I, I, I definitely don't tone cap. <laughs> uh, but I I I adored the Namatsu and getting a gathering beast tribe very exciting. The um about yeah. The, so the, the big thing outside of it, you know, when we talked to it, like in the context of burnout, everybody's about to step into a whole new gear, you know, climb. Everything is new, like new tomes, new gear cap. Uh, that's going to make, you know, previous challenges easier. That's going to make obviously new challenges, obviously more challenging and something to chase. So that for the at least for the next three to six months, that it's going to be a really fresh perspective before we get into five, three and the potential for, you know, deep dungeon and more, but let's, let's, let's pivot because I, I think you really hit the nail on the head when it comes down to burnout and content creation is about establishing, having and communicating that schedule, I think is the best piece of advice. That way somebody who's like, cause, cause no matter what, I would assume that somebody's like, do you still play this game? Or like, it's like, yeah, like, but like anybody, let's just, you got it. You got to multitask. You got to have a couple of different flavors in there just uh yeah to spice things up your own sanity as well <laughs> well the thing and i don't know if you've seen this and i'd be curious as your thoughts but there's a pattern that i see in content creation and it annoys me uh and it's hype and then sprint and then and excuse the expression adult language bitch <laughs> it's you get hyped you sprint on it hard and then you complain about it and that's the content creation schedule that i see within the cycle and the thing with an yeah. mmo where it's funny because at some at different points people are going to come into the game at different points so they might come in at the hype section and be fine they might come into the sprint section and be like i want to do that but if they come in and you're mad about the game because like as a content creator you're spending more time with the game then I would say a typical uh, typical player, and now you're like, yeah. this is crap. I can't believe I've spent the last 10,000 hours doing this, and they should have anticipated my needs. And then you're like, yeah. I don't relate to this guy at all. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, happening? I can't believe after just 1,000 hours in one week that I'm not going to have anything else to do for the next three months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> that's, I guess that's very true though. I guess I never thought about that. Like someone coming in that's new to the game probably won't be able to connect very well with someone that's been playing the game for six years or something. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I'm going to be like, they're going to be like throwing out terms. Professional. professional. I'm a professional. <laughs> you're going to be like throwing out terms and stuff that you don't even realize are things that they won't understand. So I try and be really mindful of new people coming in, but I guess I've never thought of it like that with the whole cycle of being really hyped about something and then the sprint to get that stuff done. And then I, I guess because I, now usually, that you, now that I've told you, like it's going to be hard for you not to see it. it, yeah, it, it like it's so clear in my mind, it's so clearly a, the law of thirds. And then, yeah. it, and then it goes on repeat. Like, Oh, we got a new patch. This is incredible. I did all the content. This yeah. is right awful <laughs> yeah Sh Shadowbringers is adored by every player of 14 as one of the greatest mmo expansion experiences we've ever had as a general rule and yet 
it has caused us to have such a feverish desire to play the game more that it's yeah. actually in my mind also triggered probably the greatest amount of burnout because nobody wanted to put it down because it's like well if it's the best thing ever like i have to yeah. eat the i have to eat my favorite food every night for dinner every, every single night and like if i don't what if they never make it again and so like <laughs> you feel like yeah. you feel guilty spending time away from the game people are like oh you're taking a break so it's not that good no it's incredible you should play yeah. it but i've got a thousand hours on this expansion and like other games are good too um, other games what, what? <laughs> what's that all right so let's let's change topics when <laughs> i right. said earlier there we go pop in the top uh topic change let's 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 uh let's let's start let's let's focus on the, the first third the hype 5.2 okay five points yeah is out we're playing it this time next week yeah like brian and i both plan on it taking every waking moment of the day that's what didn't isn't that what yoshi pretty much said like don't plan on doing anything else if you're going to be watching those cutscenes and enjoying the story how he said it he didn't say quit your job (laughs) that's what he said he told everybody to quit their job he said for the the he said for the average player he said if you plan on enjoying the story do not plan on getting to the rest of the content in the patch on your first day, because I think yeah. they're looking at the average amount of time. If the average user spends <laughs> two, maybe three hours per session, that it could easily sounds like it could easily have a couple hours worth of story to enjoy. Yeah. But for somebody that's going to do a 15 hour stream on it, I'm sure you're going to get through the story just fine. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> true. I mean, I, I'm not going to be touching the story. Um, <laughs> until probably a week after it comes out because like are you gonna skip there's a dungeon lock behind it no i'm not gonna skip it i'm just gonna leave it unlocked um until one week because i'm going straight into uh hardcore 5.2 rating nice we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting straight like we're gonna servers are gonna come up we're going straight for normal um that's actually a lot of people a lot of people in our group want to actually read the story so we're gonna do the first night of slowly going through normal together mm-hmm. and then second night on we're doing six hours every night and then saturday sunday are 12 hour days yeah um to get through it in one week that's actually so, the really cool thing that a lot of people might that are yeah. new to the to the cycle won't like in the, the expansion you had to wait two weeks for the for the raid and then two weeks for the savage on on tuesday raid and savage right away get yeah. ready to rock and roll yeah. And that can end yeah, up being really it exciting. Bit. It's exciting, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying. Like, I wish there was even just one week between the normal and the savage would be nice. Because it just gives people, like... Because I care about the story of normal. Like, I care about the story of it. Yeah. But I also really want to get into the savage. So it's, it's like, I'm we're going to deal with it. But no, relics, it would be nice. Relics not till five two five and five yes. two one is roughly three weeks. Mm-hmm. So yes. we're so they did space out some of the content. Which so depending good, on yeah. which parts of the content you're most excited about, there is a stagger for some yeah. of it. But for somebody that likes story and rating, yeah, I'm just gonna have to do <laughs> it's it. It's like you gotta yeah, you gotta rip you gotta rip one of the band aids off and, and uh, yeah. just, spend and a lot of time with them. your loved ones this weekend. Um, yeah, so I like I actually I'm taking tonight off stream to go and see friends. <laughs> And I'm like a whole weekend plan to see people because literally I do not plan to leave my house for a week. I was talking as of Tuesday. I was talking with Larry and and, and I was like, uh, you, 
like, hey, what, what <laughs> are you going to be streaming? Are you going to be live? And he's like, yeah. I was like, absolutely. That's good. It's just, it's so fun to, because it is that kind of moment where, uh, especially for anybody who's like, whether they're on a break or whether they're playing another game, it is a pivotal moment. And it is like, it's such a really fun day. The story thing ends up being kind of the, the challenge because it is for those like who are coming up and still might not be caught up. Like, yeah, you kind of want to start to try and avoid that. So just be aware, everybody, like there will be probably spoilers. So if you're trying to protect yourself, just, uh, you know, tag your streams, spoiler stream or not spoiler stream. Yeah. So that way nobody's coming in like on accident and be like, what? <laughs> what yeah. did I just see before I clicked off? So we know that yeah. you won't obviously be doing the dungeon because you're waiting on the story. Um, but yeah. we do have there's a lot that they've already shown off. Like our, they have a new trial. Looks like it's taking mm. place on, uh, you know, <laughs> on the fur. On the, I keep saying the first, but the source with the ruby weapon. How excited are you for that? Like, is that something that y'all are going to try to do along with Savage? Because we're also getting that extreme. Yeah, I we haven't actually spoken about it with our group yet. I think the plan is going to be that we're going to do Savage until we hit a DPS block. And if we hit the DPS block where we just we just can't meet the damage anymore, then we'll probably go and all get our weapons from ruby weapon and then go back to savage i think that's the plan um but i i, I personally haven't played final fantasy 7 so i don't actually have any connection to ruby weapon as a concept okay um so i'm going into it completely open-minded and just yeah it's, it's gonna blind. be a fun fight yeah I'm, I'm still excited for the fight the extreme fights are always fantastic um and it just from the little preview they showed us it looks really unique and interesting so i'm i'm i'm, inter I'm definitely keen on it so um, you said that you haven't played seven. Are you planning on playing the uh, the remake in April? I don't have a PlayStation Four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Um, he did. I did. <laughs> died. I died. Mine died too. It's sitting next to me. I have so, a giant paperweight down here. I'll it be just... playing seven unless mm. they keep delaying it and it coincides yeah. with Shadowlands, in which case I right. will be carefully driving my my playstation up to brian's because oh i don't want it to die because i don't want to have to buy i don't have to buy another playstation until the five yeah like, i was I like I, playing 14 point, on my playstation like, yeah and i would i would let brian mm. play it at this point in time i really it's... want to play the remake i would love to play the remake because it looks really cool yeah I, i've played the demo um i got to play the demo at gamescom so like I, it looked really cool but yeah, I'm not gonna get to play it till it comes out on PC. It seems. So. Yeah, one year they delayed it. They pushed it back to April again. So even though the game was delayed, that one year timed exclusivity, man, it's gonna be a hard mm -hmm. year. Thankfully, there's other really cool things to play. What are your thoughts, obviously, yeah. on the one dungeon? Uh, they announced that um, it wasn't a shocker to me, but that's just my stance. No. What? Do, how do you feel about that? I'm fine with one dungeon, to be honest. I don't think we need. I don't think we need two dungeons every time because it's essentially just releasing two of the same piece of content with a different skin over it. Like, I, because to, to be fair, most of the time I cap my tomes without doing expert roulette anyway. Yeah. So the dungeons for me aren't like the, a big deal. One is more than enough for me. Um, and I think that they, when they've started doing one dungeon as well, they're really high quality dungeons. They feel like they're really putting a lot of work and effort into them. Like when I go into Grand Cosmos, I'm like, this is a really heckin' cool dungeon. And yeah. there's, the mechanics are interesting. The bosses are fun. Like, it just it, it seems more polished. And I'd prefer that personally. And from a lore perspective, I think it's a great chance to explore things that they didn't get a chance to get to. Like mm -hmm. part of me wants um, 
the Tempest to get a Beast Tribe because like I just have so many questions. Like they spun up all that Asian lore mm. for these like do them once quests, and like they built this whole zone out of like yeah. Emmett's memory, and then and then I'm like, but I have other questions. Yeah, and like the dungeons are a wonderful chance to kind of touch on that if they're not going to give us Asian memories as a Beast Tribe. <laughs> Like yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that works this, from a lore yeah. perspective, but like they'd be a great beast tribe from a from a as a player. Like I would be, I mm. would I could use a I could use three beast tribes a patch this time around. I just have so many questions. It's it's just it's kind of interesting because that last area, like when you go through Shadowbringers and you get to that mm-hmm. last area with the you know, and um, it's it kind of feels like a, a a traditional like jrpg or final fantasy game when you get to that final area and you're only there for a short time but you're just in complete awe of the entire place while you're there and then you then you finish and the game's done right and it's like ah, oh, i was only here for like two it's hours such a beautiful <laughs> zone that we don't use for anything yeah but and it, like I cinematically guess, like, like you come over this ridge yeah. and you're like oh it's all like oh my gosh like yeah. it, it's it's, stunning. it's such a yeah. brilliant zone and then it's I'm just sure we'll, well it was there. also protected by the players because it's like no i don't want to show you the zone so i'm not going to go mm. to the sixth you know the sixth zone so i don't ruin right. any have a chance of ruining any of this for you and yeah. uh, it's that's so cool to see and at the same time like i were like in the it summer it could have been it, an instance it could, <laughs> it, yeah it could have been it was so personalized <laughs> in that regards so like what would you then um from that content perspective because one dungeon they they say they're going to be using that extra dev time to focus in on anything else like what would you what would you want to see uh for like the dungeons to really kind of give it uh make it you know on par with what people have been wanting for a while well i mean i i've been saying f- since like i don't know stormblood i think that what i want to see is more open world content more content that we can do as ourselves yeah. solo out in the world that we don't need to be in an instance for that we don't need to be in a party for so like for example the shared fate system where we, we had to go around and do fates and all of the zones freaking loved it i had yeah. i literally capped them all out in like a couple of days like i, I had so much fun with it um so if I would like to see, like, with only doing one dungeon, use the extra dev time to make some more systems around um, solo play, personally. Existing zones or new zones? It just, in, just in the existing zones, just yeah. in the overworld. Like, I just like having things to do while I'm in queue or sure. ach- achievements to work on on my own. Like, at the moment, I'm working on all of the botany achievements where you just go around and you log in all of the different areas so I'm just running around hitting trees 4,000 times in Lenosha <laughs> because it's just something to do on my own. And I, and I right. enjoy that. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm, I'm really interested to, I don't know. I don't know if we're like jumping. You're good. Just, ahead. just jump. No, on like, yeah. like with um, the relic, how mm-hmm. they're going to be introducing like this Eureka, but not Eureka. And they said they wanted it to be more <laughs> focused on solo, like a little bit more something you can do on your own a bit more. Has me very excited because that's what I thought Eureka originally was going to be. Right. I thought it was going to not be an instance. I thought it was going to be a new zone that we just went into and we did things to work on our relic. And I, I feel like that would have worked a lot better. We've had a major technological shift since then. We have added world yeah. visits since then. So yeah. it used to be that if it was not on a world, it was on the instance servers. And those were the only two places something could live. Mm. But now Eureka could be a world in which case you could go there 
And while you're questing there, you'd still be able to queue for dungeons. And that way it would kind of act as an in-game zone for all the servers on a data center. So that way it kind of feels populated because one of the issues Diadem really struggles with is that once people lose interest, there's not enough people to fill it. And so like from mm -hmm. a Eureka standpoint, you don't want to necessarily bound, be bound to just the people on your server because mm -hmm. what if you're on a server where it doesn't have a lot of people interested in grinding Relic? Well, and then you mm -hmm. get rid of the uh, server reset. You get there was, there was definitely some technological challenges that I think personally hurt Eureka. For me, like I was playing Eureka and I was like, good Lord, I'd love to be in queue for PvP. Because I know that I know the queue time for PvP is large, but I, I could sit back out here, take my chocobo out, and just you know, like just yeah. enjoy the zones and take my time. But then also multitask in a way. Eureka forced me to make a decision. It forced me that I might get lucky and get a party because there's certain things that we don't have that we need. And so mm. my hope is that the next iteration of it is something that kind of plays around with the new technology that's been introduced with the game overall. And, uh, and that kind of light takes me into kind of the next kind of question. You've obviously dove in head first into a lot of PVP. What's, yeah. what's your uh, thoughts on it? What are like, what are you liking about it? What would you change about it? Um, my experience with PVP is probably a little bit different to a lot of the player base because I play on the Japanese servers. Um, and the way that PVP runs on JP is very different to NA and EU. Cause like I've played PVP on EU when I was over there. Um, I haven't done much PvP on NA, but I've been told it's fairly similar to EU. Um, on JP, like I've been mainly doing front lines a lot. It's very organized. Like you can't just have people running around doing whatever they want. You have mobs of 24 players running around in a coordinated group <laughs> doing things. And it's just, Stick it's crazy. Together um, for the love Yeah, it's insane. Everything. Like I have a whole hot bar on the side of my screen that has macros on it that does shouts in Alliance chat directing the team where to go. Because if you don't, if there's not someone directing your team, you're screwed because the other teams will have someone doing that. Um, but personally, Harry I think- Harry wielding his power. <sighs> I've been dubbed uh, Bloodthirsty Harry. Bloodthirsty. Yeah, you were- <laughs> You, do you did you get the achievement? You got your slaughter, whatever it is. Mm, yeah, one thousand kills in front lines. It felt really good. <laughs> and considering like I mainly play healer in front lines too, it felt oh, even man. better. Healers are healers are beasts <laughs> in PvP. Um, healers are beasts. But over, they really are. But I think overall the state of PvP, it's it's interesting because they've obviously tried to balance PvP in a way that works for feast and for front lines which seems to be working pretty well. Like the whole potions thing, um, the more AOE damage and stuff, it's both good and bad. Like for example, in front lines, if every, if all 24 people, imagine, imagine 24 people all dropping their <laughs> AOE skill on another group of 24 people and yeah. then they almost die. Like it's just, everyone's dead. <laughs> Ryan and I like, have long advocated, of... remove the healers. Let's just encourage that. Let's lean further Let's into, lean into the everybody dead. dies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, Go ahead. I kind of agree in a way. Like, Let's mark the day. I think, I think that it would be interesting for PVP if they kind of, shifted this idea of having a healer in pvp to having a support role so yeah sure yeah. like have some healing but give them abilities that are more focused on supporting the team like you know buffs on speed damage all that kind of stuff just imagine if they just this, naturally like, increase the overall passive healing just by being around them 
in that regard. Yeah. Let them focus in on kind of being damaged and doing damage. Maybe that that kept your team up. And thus, because it's when when we did it, when we said no healers, like we had the best feast matches ever. It changed mm. the strategy. And they and, ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, but regardless of them ending, like it was, there was lots of death, lots of excitement. You, like you take that, like the ideas they have in feast, like when you knock somebody out, how it flashes up, like having just that, that excitement and that cheering ended mm. up being just a ton of fun. Plus you actually never knew who you, who was going to win. And the, and the, like the thing why, why we did it was like, Oh, the team that win is the team that has the best healer. That that's the litmus test custom or, or maybe not all the time, but it's, you know, who has the best healer is the team like, okay, well, the jelly's on that team. I guess that's okay. They win jelly. Come over She's here. The best healer in our community. Yeah, we win. Okay, right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what if we don't heal? Let's see what happens. And then it was just like, Oh my gosh. Like okay, guys, yeah. retreat. we got to retreat. Cause you can't, you can't heal. Like nothing's healing you. So mm. like, well, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna die. Uh, it's mm. just a matter of, where you choose where you choose. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I, 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 I mean, as a healer in PVP, I agree. Healing, <laughs> like, <laughs> healing in PVP, honestly, it's, it's, it's very stressful for starters, but it's because you can literally carry the team and like you can, you especially in feast, you can carry. I uh, no, I don't. I, I, I do my clicking, but like, for this season, it's a lot better. You can't carry as hard as you used to be able to as a healer because even if you're spamming Cure 2, you can't out DPS, 2 DPS, constantly hammering on one player. Yeah. it just does, you, just, you just can't do it anymore unless you're using cooldowns. Um, whereas the season before this, just before Shadowbringers, a healer, a good healer would mean that no one on your team would die for the entire feast match, no matter how yeah. good the DPS were. Like... <laughs> So they've definitely done better, and now healing is nowhere near as strong as it was. Oh my gosh, it think, was so strong. <laughs> yeah, I think they still need to take it a step further and make the healers more support roles rather than healer roles yeah. in PvP. I think it would make it a lot more fun. If nothing else, make it, you know, like I said, like make them blood healers. Like they're they're putting out damage. That's causing some kind of heal and something like that to go off of. But that's a big yeah. change. And, and somebody in chat is like, I'm a healer. So healer saying it. I'm a healer main. I feel attacked. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm a yeah. healer main too. I, I, I know what you mean, but like. I am in PVP. Yeah. It's my favorite job to play in PVP. And I am more than willing to admit it breaks PVP for everybody else. It's fun for yeah. me to be like the decision maker for, for so many people. Yeah. Um, but I can understand how it breaks the mode. Mm. Um, but in saying that the new, um, the new front lines map, I think, is definitely a step in the right direction because it does encourage fighting. It encourages like fast pace, go here, go here, battle, 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 rather than let's wait. Okay, an objective is up. Let's go get the objective and fight. Oh, the objective is over. Let's go back to our base and wait. Like mm -hmm. that's kind of what Shadow was like. It was very slow and you weren't actually fighting all that much. Whereas this is like, no, like, you battle like you have full on 24 v 24 v 24 just yeah. going at each other well even with shatter so like, much better even with shatter like the the priority sometimes was crystals and so you're yeah like okay well oh big crystals up everybody's trying to get as much damage for the big points and then it would be utter chaos why then people retreat so it's like and then you would just try to you know if you had the strength you would try to pick them off otherwise you would just like okay now we're going to sprint over to the next crystal so yeah, I totally, I totally feel you there. Does uh, the Final I, Fantasy 14 have too many uh, PVP modes? Because 
one of the biggest issues, and I'm curious about like the Japanese culture, is the weight to to do this event. Like, I there's been times where my Q time's just been abysmal, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I would love to do this content, and then I just go and see a 30 minute Q, and I go, I'm not gonna wait 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't have that mm-hmm. kind of luxury. I'm gonna go back to leveling or something, something else yeah. that gets me into content sooner. What's your thoughts on that? Um. I think I'm definitely lucky being on JP because during peak time, you will get cues for PVP. Like you won't be waiting more than five minutes. Um, as Whoa. if you're during, if you're during peak time, you will not wait more than five minutes to get into get in and do PVP. Um, we could clear a dungeon waiting for ours. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, if you try to queue <laughs> through the day, you like, I tried to queue through the day yesterday and I waited 120 minutes and it just still didn't pop. So you're never going to get in during the day, but at nighttime, it is just bang, bang, back to back matches constantly wow. for front lines. Cool. Um, I don't know about rival wings. Like once the tomes are gone from rival wings, I don't know how active that is. Cause personally I don't do rival wings that much. Um, so I'll be interested to see once the tomes are taken away, how active rival wings is going to be. But like you said, like with um, the amount of modes that they have, I think, um, I don't know how they could do it, but they need to work out some way that rival wings is just considered as another front lines match. And you queue for roulette battleground PVP, and sometimes you'll get put in rival wings, and sometimes you'll get put in front lines. They yeah. need to somehow group them all into one thing because having them as two completely separate modes makes it hard for people to do the content when it comes to queues and stuff. I, I think I'd like to see a little bit more unity beyond that. Like you have the feast season. I wish that there was a PVP season and then you could participate in it in all three categories. Uh, right. you know, in, in that way, just cause like track my stats, track my, my data. And I, and Zoe will ask a question for you, Chris. I thought it was really interesting talking about does wow have that same kind of problem with healers and, uh, and PVP. Uh, so wow actually tackles healers super interesting in battlegrounds. So they have a million modes and you can, you can, you can definitely queue for random battleground. Um, and then it's kind of like a dungeon finder type thing. So it, it already kind of sorts all this out where all their modes are under one big one and you would run that for your like, oh, I get a daily reward if I do that. So you do your leveling roulette. It would toss you into a random battleground from all the battlegrounds. Um, or you can queue for one in particular if you're trying to like farm an achievement. And then when it pairs people, it says, okay, we need this many people to start a match. What do we have? And so um, rather than rely solely on like an adventure or need type thing it balances it based on what you got so if you have four healers both teams get two healers if you have two healers both teams get one healer if you have six healers both teams get three healers and it literally so there are matches that you've got all this healing and it's just this endless brawl in the middle because nobody dies and there are matches where i heal in pvp and it's me against one other healer and like you just feel helpless because like in some (laughs) of these modes like you just get melted because they're like we take out the one healer and then they all die well that's me so like i die first every time um and then it actually it forces your spec so when you queue in as a healer or not a healer you can't change so there's no changing Uh, of jobs so it literally says you want to queue in as a healer you are locked in as a healer and you finish it as a healer nobody can swap this is your (laughs) healer deal with it deal with Uh, it and so that's how they balance for that to kind of keep from front lines where like everybody can it's just chaos like there's no sense of balance being pushed in by the system yeah 
which All is right. kind of what you want in pvp though <laughs> you want you want chaos you want randomness you want you like do. just you know it's it's, it's, like, it's great content in my mind that always kind of balances out gaps in pve content because yeah. it's always changing like okay this match is going to be this I, I'm, I'm still hopeful i remember they were they were asked this at uh at fan fest about like a Guild Wars style system in which that you kind of have world versus world, and they uh, it got interpreted as open world PvP, and it's like I don't I don't think anybody really wants open world PvP outside of duels. Like I wouldn't mind being challenged or challenging people. Like in that case, if that's something we wanted to do, just to kind of make it interesting. But like, good lord, I was like, oh, that's that sounds epic. Go ahead, Chris. So World of Warcraft has had these a couple of times over different expansions. And basically what it works out to be um, in my favorite iteration, they've done a lot of things um, is not necessarily the open world. My favorite form of open world PVP is not necessarily the being able to attack other people while they're questing or gathering like that's it's a gank fest. It adds excitement to the game, but it's not the most fun for everybody, especially the guy mining. Um, <laughs> but my yeah. my favorite form of open world pvp where i think both sides are having fun are where there's like a zone so like lakeland would have like this middle island and then every certain number of hours that's varied um there would be a battle that takes place and it would kind of cue people up there'd be a trumpet in crystarium that would say you know the battle for lakeland is about to commence and then you would go there and then the teams would duke it out and so you would duke it out on behalf of your grand company and then whichever grand company wins now holds that zone for a certain number of hours and so they get advantages to that access to certain vendors things like that mm. that you don't get access to if you lose and so it kind of just encourages this um i like it more than they have some like open world arenas and they have they've tried a lot of different types of open world but that's my favorite that i think would function in 14 because grand company doesn't really lock anybody out but it'd have to be a little free-for-all because like you'd have people in your free company that aren't in your grand company because that's a thing that happens mm. that is something that does happen <laughs> um, not everybody's smart mm. enough to pick an adder man just be the adders be the, well then then everybody it's like this is the free company the uh i i don't know i, I think uh it's gonna be interesting to see how it evolves because it's a it's a question that yoshi p's talked on mm -hmm. numerous times like how do we reduce the queue times how do they like you know how do they solve the challenge that is pvp and personally, I'd like to see Feast take a, take a bigger role. Like I, but um, I think that comes down to the the role limitations. I think Chris and I, even back in um, Stormblood, we said, just tell me what you're looking for. Yeah. Like I want to play, I want to play Adventure in Need. Are you looking for a tank, a melee, a ranged, mm -hmm. or a healer? Yeah. What is the Adventure in Need? What are you lacking to get this match? going and make that happen and go tie a mount behind it go say if you have functioned as the adventurer in need a thousand times you get you know this pvp mount great perfect like encourage people to go fill that slot so tell me what the slot mm. is and then encourage people to fill it um that that's that that because the biggest issue right now is that pvp queues at least in na are really long and because they're long nobody does them and because nobody does them they stay long so it like becomes so you've got to you've, you've got to jump start the yeah. system here you've got to have something that acts as the chicken or the egg so we can get this thing started yeah so feast, feast like feast during season like the queues are the queues like pop off during season um at during peak time again this is my experience from jp and then when yeah. actually when i was playing on eu as well actually when i was doing the feast season on eu last year um the the queue pop was popping off um during during peak time still 
But if you want to try and do feast outside of season, you're never going to get a Q. Yeah, it's they start out not, strong on an A. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Our advice is if you're trying to farm like a lot, you're like you're trying to get to like your you know a certain number yeah. of kills or anything like that. It's like a seasonal event. Be there on day yeah. one and yeah. and just hit it hard. And then when you get bored, so is everybody else, and then it kind of dies off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not on JP. Let me. Well, that sounds awesome. That does. Competing on the fit. Competing. Use in the exit lag and create was, a character on JP yes. for your PvP needs. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about paying. Exit lag. Like to give like to give like a comparison uh, on EU. I finished 66th out of 100 uh, out of the, in the top 100 for feast last season. Um, on EU and now competing on JP. I, sorry, I got 66 with a rating of like 1700. Right. Nice. Um, on JP to even be in the top 100, you need over 2000 points. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just so that's many so more cool. people doing it. That's and so, so cool. many, like, that's the thing. Well, uh, that's the other thing that I think. It's great to be reminded why they add that, this like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like the difference between the JP player base and the EU and NA player base is actually very different. The way they play the game and well, utilize the tools in the game are very different. It can also vary data to center to data center. And there's mm. different cultures that kind of form around the different data centers, which is really quite mm. interesting to see. I would say Crystal, yes. obviously with Balmung, uh, drives a lot of the, you know, that role play, that kind of style. And they're not so, you know, big on the raid scene. And then if like, you know, so it's like, hey, what are you looking for? See, see if you slot into a different data center to have a kind of a different experience with the game, hands down. But I'm going to pivot because I opened up another can a little while ago. Third can, last part of the podcast. Uh, the uh, crafting, gathering, uh, diadem, Ishgard, all that. Harry, have you participated in that? What's your thoughts? Uh, here we go uh, <laughs> once again into the breach with uh, crafting and gathering updates. And just by the you're, you're shaking. Uh, I'm, that makes me excited. I love it when Harry gets excited because I'm like, I asked him the right question. Let's talk me through it. Why are you excited? Why I'm, do you like it? I'm really, really excited. I Any excuse for me to do gathering and it be relevant and beneficial and viable, I am there for it. When I say gathering, I mean specifically botany and mining. I'm not super into the fishing, but botany and mining are my not jam. Not everybody has what it takes. No, it's, it's a I select few that are going to be prepared for fishing raids. Okay, fish okay, raid. okay, okay. One thing that they could do <laughs> that would make me fish, remove bait. <laughs> and I would fish. So they like, largely did for low level zones. Oh, that's right? all right. There you go. They, they added that like leveling bait, okay. um, basically. And on the ocean fishing, they sell bait on the boat. Yeah, so but you then you have to hold it your... in your inventory. <laughs> And then toss it when you're done. And my inventory is so full all the time. What about that? What about that chocobo saddlebag? Treat that it's like full a... all the time. Of what? <laughs> my you can desynth everything has, now. And it's not even gear. My chocobo saddlebag has all of my tokens. So like all of my raid tokens, all my savage books, all of my eureka tokens, all of my anima farming tokens all of, like has all of that in there so i have no room in there for anything else you don't have any types of tokens that you're like done getting things from so you don't need but, to keep but, those anymore see the thing is what if i need <laughs> them one day <laughs> then put them in your bank that's what retainers are for I, I, you can have 10 retainers and if you like, only... for the companion app you can have like i don't uh, know is it 12 now yeah it's just know. some 
It it's was a lot. only just recently that I threw out all of my material ones and twos. I had stacks of them in my retainer. <laughs> did you at least mutamix them? Well, don't do the ones and twos. It's not really worth the time. Yeah, no, I ended did up you throwing mutamix? out the ones and twos. Did you mutamix well, the your fives ones I did. Yeah, yeah, the higher ones. I mean, I still have all my fives. There's a ton of money but... to be made mutamixing. Well, I have, yeah, I have heaps. I have so much material. I have For random. Now. Anyway, my inventory is max. But anyway, um, diet. Now material is going to be easy um, to get. Uh, I'm so excited to go back into Diadem because I personally really liked Diadem when every iteration of Diadem, except for when they tried to make it more structured, um, I actually really liked it the whole way through. So I'm so excited to go back there and it be focused on gathering because and that's rocket like launching. So much fun <laughs> and blowing up enemies. Giving that rocket. Look, it's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous, but I love it. <laughs> um, I, I like that, like, we can barely justify like Gunbreaker yeah. and Machinist in the lore, but the miner and botanist who've been running around with like five HP and no plan suddenly have a laser cannon. Like <laughs> what? And it's powered by what? Gathering. You just yeah. you just gather and then you compress aether and then you can fire it out of a laser cannon. I saw that this whole time. I saw that what? and I was like, we need to gather her on the raid. Like <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That would be I so might be nuts. maining gatherer in the next expansion. They gotta find a way for me to quest with that. How do I how do I get through MSQ with my gatherer? Hey, and one <laughs> yeah. the funny thing is is in 1.0 you could. You would do a yeah, thing called parlay. So you wouldn't actually engage in a fight, but you would parlay with the enemy and then if you win, <laughs> then they go away. Wow. I never got that far in 1.0 to actually do that. Oh my god. I, I was a minor main. I started as a minor in 1.0. Yeah, um, but I never got far enough because I couldn't figure out how to pay my sub, so I stopped playing. That sounds like Chris. Like Chris, hey, we playing? You're like, they won't take my money. They wouldn't yeah. take my money. Yeah, like I spent an hour trying to give Square money. I just yeah. started posting my credit card number in places, and yeah. it wasn't doing anything. I was like, let me pay my sub, and I'll keep playing. Like, yeah. And after like a week of trying to figure it out, I was like, I can't. So I've it taken. Out. I'm not I think. Game. I've taken two breaks long enough that I decided to cancel my sub since 2.0, yeah, yeah. uh, where I was like, you know, I'm not going to play for a couple of months. I'll just turn it off. Like no point in just throwing $45 down the toilet and I'll be back in three yeah. months. And both times it was such an ordeal to put it back on that my <laughs> wife said, I don't know what's going on in our lives in the future, but just don't turn it off ever again. Yeah, just Because like, she's like, I don't want to hear you complain for a week about yeah. how hard it is. Like, they just won't take my money. And like, I have all these issues that, that Brian never has. Like, like the other day we, we did something, I guess it was the stadia launch. Yeah. And like I had some weird bug and then we looked it up and it was like 5% of users. And he's like, that makes sense that that would be you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, and, and the thing is like, especially with 14, it's like, I wish this was breaking because I'm having the experience of a lifetime. And, it, and it's like, yeah, guys, there's, there's issues. And if it's going to happen, um, I don't think it's happening to me. Like I'm going to have the premiere experience. I don't know why it's, you know, whatever. And same thing with the in game, like the jokes always been within our group. It's like, sucks to be you. Like Brian's going to get the role. Yeah. Like well, the karma balance is out because yeah. I've gotten in to buy BlizzCon tickets and FanFest tickets every time I've tried for my group. Right. And I've always been able to get on when there's like a server queue. Yeah. So like yeah. I got to play wow classic on day one. I yeah. got to play Shadowbringers without a wait on day one. So like, as long as I can it get them to take my out. money, it all balances out. I just got to get really good at giving them money. Yeah. 
<laughs> just get their personal bank address so you can just directly inject it into their bank. How account. do I how do I tell my bank like if Square Enix yeah. asks for money, just approve it? Like just, just let them have it. Let them, yeah. <laughs> They've how do I set up a direct it. deposit for Square Enix? Yeah. Request what it. you need. Um yeah, I'm really excited about crafting. I think the new relics look awesome. Yes. I'm a little bummed <laughs> that they're not at least like five percent better than the pentamelt stuff, but I don't have pentamelted stuff, so they'll be best in slot for me. But I I don't know. I just they will be better in the future though. And it's will. still something to and it's still just something to work on. Mm -hmm. Um and when it comes to gatherers and crafters, I like to do everything free. I don't like to do anything that's gonna cost me money because it kind of doesn't make sense to me. because uh, they're meant to be my ways to make money. Right. Um so sure. the, if if even if the if the tools are slightly worse and they're free and I just have to grind them, then I'll do that. So I I'm really excited about the fact that they're gonna upgrade part of me wonders like so I, when i first said crafting relic when did i first say crafting relic? Uh, you said it when i think uh, right after your gutted video in which oh the, yeah yeah, yeah. It's and i was so like funny and and i said it as a troll like i said it as instead of battle relics instead of this expansion they should have relics for crafters because they're so focused on getting everybody into crafting yeah. Um, and then they said crafting relics and I was like, okay, but I'm actually excited about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, um, like, but one of the things that's interesting about a crafting relic is like a battle relic, you have to reset it because you reset the gear every expansion, but with crafting, you're not breaking the game. So if they want to have the crafting relic at its final form, gain something like 20% less chance to lose materials or 1% yeah. chance to, to yield two of whatever you're crafting or whatever, they can put those things on those tools and then those can carry expansion to expansion to expansion. There's nothing, there's nothing That's wrong true, with yeah. it. There's That's nothing true. stopping you from, now I'm not saying they will, but the fact that they have it, cause you can't do that with a battle relic without yeah. either creating an on-ramp for people who weren't their last expansion yeah. or, or, or somehow justifying that it's not good enough. Because they did it one time. They had allowed us, like, if you had the previous one, it, like, saved you the first step. But, like, it wasn't equipable until then. Am I, am I just mixing up my games here? And it wasn't one of the expansions we could bring our relic from the previous expansion and, like, gave us the first step? Yeah, that yeah. was actually in, yeah, Heaven's in Heavensward. So from yeah. ARR to Heavensward, like, you're, if you had a completed ARR relic, you got to yeah. skip the first step of Heavensward. You guys were quiet yeah. enough. I thought I just went nuts. I was like, maybe I just made that up. Uh, that's what um, we should. Yeah, no, that's no, what no, I should always. I, I just need to get, get with every guest, and it's like at randomly time at some point of the thing, the show. Let's just get real quiet. And like, when I wink at you, is... just let him think that Atma never existed. <laughs> there was no Atma grind. I don't even know what but you're talking about. I don't. You know, it, a Realm Reborn <laughs> relic was the best relic. Just saying. Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> if they just re-released a Realm Reborn relic this time. Would you be happy? Like identical? No, because I think they always need to innovate. But okay, I think I think out of all of them, it's been the best one. It was the most. There was every step was unique and different, and there was interesting things that you had to do. It wasn't just go, my child, farm tomes and do nothing else, or go, my child, farm fates and do nothing else. Right. Like that's what Heavensward and Stormblood were. <laughs> it was cool that it was very like. I guess for anybody who's just gotten in, it was very like blue mage esque where it was like, Oh, I'm running this dungeon for this skill. And then I'm out yeah. killing this world mob for this skill. Like everybody was at different steps. And so there'd be people like, Hey, can you come help me do this step? 
for my atma grind. Can you come with me? Like, I need this thing. Yeah. Julie and, and I was, we're, we're, having, we're having a blast with it because <laughs> you could even farm up extra atma. So it was like, okay, well, I might, might as well come with you because I can get that. My, my one change that I would have made to that entire system is I would have had the, uh, the atma drop at any level. And obviously once you hit right. 50, I would maybe increase the drop rate. But just the idea that like if you're as a player, you're running around, you do a fate, and then all of a sudden it's like shushing. And you're like, so, what yeah. is that? And you're like, oh yeah, that's a part of the end game. That's a current mm. that's something you need for your end game. It's very rare. As a young like a like a level 10 or a level 20 or a 30 player, like all of a sudden your mind's blown. Like you just got this really rare thing that's going to actually help you out you know, once you get to that step and then once you get to that step, maybe make the, uh, the drop rate a little bit higher. But, uh, that's what I was like. I, I love that stuff. I love it when a game's like, here's something that you can't use and it makes you go, what is that? Because the animation on the screen is, you know, it is unique. Mm. Yeah. But I think what that's... they wanted to do was make it like, unless you have the thing active, you can't get them because like they wanted it to be something yeah. you actually you actively went and, and did hunted, yeah. rather than, yeah. Like rather than it be like, Oh, you've just passively gotten these from leveling or whatever. Yeah. Um, in my mind that you like, might get one, if you were really lucky, you would have gotten two yeah. all the way. Like just so yeah. that it's just that, <gasps> what was that? Yeah. Like just, Oh yeah. Clogging but how satisfying inventory. is the exactly. sound? Though. Exactly. Clogging up that limited inventory space that we had <sighs> back in ARR. So we didn't have Chocobo saddlebags. We didn't have what you're saying. Like the number of times that Brian makes a suggestion, I'm like, oh, that already exists or that's about. So Shadowlands for the first time is going to make it now where once you've hit level cap once, so once you make, you know, get to cap, get to cap, get to cap, future characters you level up yeah, will be able to start this. gaining in, in game resources. Like if you were granting Atma or Tomestones as they go, because mm -hmm. at that point you're on that race to cap. So like once your red mage is at cap, because that's what you mained through the story. If you want to go back through previous zones and you want to grind up fates in the old world and stuff like that on your white mage, which is level one, you can still find and you'd still find things for your relic equivalently. Mm -hmm. um, under the theory there that it's like, you're already in that mindset of like, oh, I got to get to cap yeah. because like I have to do all this stuff. It's like, no, no, you're already doing the stuff. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. And we're going to see how that lands because like if that doesn't land well that's a huge learning experience for 14 to be like oh yeah don't do that but if it works really well then they can be like okay how would we implement that in our system yeah. because systems are different so like yeah it'd be interesting i mean in a ways i feel like wow is trying to just basically more implement that you can do every, like because with 14 you can do everything on one character mm -hmm. and i think wow is trying to very much implement a way in that like making alts is just like changing jobs like they're trying to make it yeah. so seamless between different characters and leveling everything up um to make it feel like you're essentially just changing roles like you do in 14 yep. Yep. um account wide is an incredibly yeah. common term now you can find yeah. items now that like you use them so like while you're out maybe grinding namatsu it would drop <laughs> an item sometimes randomly that would give you know x amount of namatsu rep you know, mm. so like, and it would kind of boost you. Those items are account bound now. So right. that means that if you're doing your Namatsu dailies at cap on your main, you can transfer to an alt and you can, you can mail them that item so that they're right. grinding up their Namatsu rep because it's not capped. So like, yeah, yes, yeah, they have, yeah. you're exactly right. They've a hundred percent learned from 14 and they have implemented things to start pulling mm. off the strings of 14. Yeah. Yeah. So Harry, where can, 
So Harry, where can people find you? What you got? Uh, what you excited about? And uh, yeah, share the floor is yours. Well, I'm. I've just been pumping myself up for 5.2 hardcore rating. Is my first time ever doing hardcore rating, so I'm so very excited. Um, am I gonna be streaming like every day until we get it done, basically? Um, and I, I've just never done that before. We're not. We're not racing for world first or anything, but we are aiming to clear it in the first week. So nice. I'm super pumped. It's my first savage tier being a DPS rather than being a healer. So that's also going to be interesting. Um, and I'm so, so, so pumped for uh, to stream it all as well and just share it with everyone. And yeah, it should be an awesome time. Um, but you can find me at twitch.tv slash healmeharry or you can find me on Twitter at, at, at healme underscore Harry as well, um, where we stream normally Monday through Friday. But when 5.2 comes out, we'll be doing seven days. Um, so yeah. Yeah, check him out, guys. He's, he's a pleasure to watch. Always entertaining, and then uh, and then you could stick around for Tim Tim after uh, after he does all of the stuff in fourteen, and who knows about other games. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun spring. It's gonna be a really it's fun spring, good. guys. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? What are we working on? Uh, well, they can find us streaming over at Work to Play. We've moved all of our streaming that doesn't take place here on Twitch over to Work to Play, so that uh, on YouTube, people that want their notifications, they want to opt in with the bell on Work to Game, but they don't want our live notifications there. They can have that separation, um, and all of our shows will stay there. And then on uh, Work to Game, we are prepping for 5.2. So I'm going to put out some Tim Tim guides before it goes, and we're resting up with a ton of. A, a ton of final fantasy content coming out for me i'm almost done with astrologian which will knock out that will finish off all the healers and uh yeah it's gonna be i think 5.2 is gonna be really fun i had somebody talk to me about if i won the raid and I go as long as i'm not leading the organization of it i will come like i will do the raids but we tried i tried to to organize a raid and i was like and that just you know I, it doesn't work for my personality I, I i can come i can get the job done and uh, yeah, that's going to be what I'm what I'm working on. So if you guys missed the last show, it was Chris and me, and uh, we're going to be doing some more of those podcasts. So if you guys have uh, topics that you guys want us to beat into the ground and overanalyze, <laughs> uh, be sure to let us know in the comments below. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Mixer, all the whatever the podcast things are. Uh, uh. <laughs> Who do we have next time? Uh, and next we have Zandri. Uh, she's coming back. So this is going to be our reaction. Xandri's going to be reacting to the uh, 5.2. Uh, that's going to be nice because it's going to be in the evening, giving us at least a full day and a half to play with the expansion, uh, the, excuse me, the patch and, uh, and more. So it's going to be a fun, uh, it's going to be a fun time as we roll into, into the full February release schedule. So um, that's it. That's the show guys. Thanks so much for tuning in live. Um, we might do a little after show. We'll see here. I'm going to sober up a little bit with some coffee and, uh, we're going to hang out for a little bit, but, uh, for work to game, my name is Brian. My name's Chris. I'm Harry. That's our show. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in and thanks for, uh, yeah, watching, listening. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care. Thanks everyone.